what you want, when you want it, where you want it. This is The Mesh. Foot Candle Films. Film news and reviews from two guys who really like movies. This episode is brought to you by the Foot Candle Film Society. For a schedule of upcoming screenings and membership information, visit the Society's website at www.footcandle.org. Hello and welcome to Foot Candle Spotlight. This is your little, little hit of Foot Candle in between the big Foot Candle shows that we do once a month. These are what we call Foot Candle Spotlights, where we pick just one film or maybe in some situations it's one news story. And just talk about it. Nice, short, quick. This is the kind of show, Chris, where you can listen to on your way into work. You're done in a few minutes. Nice little quick synopsis uh, summary there. I'm Alan Jackson. With me is Chris Fry. Hello. Chris, you doing okay today? Yes, I am. You ready for a spotlight? I am. Good. Well, we got a good one to talk about in just a second. Before we do, our sponsor for Foot Candle Films and for many of the shows on The Mesh, Main Cellar City Club in downtown Hickory, a wonderful event and concert venue. Uh, some great bands they've already had there, but a couple really good ones coming up. Most notably, Little River Bands coming to Hickory to play at the Main Cellar City Club in February. Check them out online at MainCellarCityClub.com. That is all one word, MainCellarCityClub.com. Check them out. Thanks for the support. Chris? Our spotlight today is going to be the very ambitious film, Cloud Atlas. Yesterday, my life was headed in one direction. Today, it is headed in another. You ever think the universe is against you? Fear. (laughs) Belief. Love. Phenomena that determine the course of our lives. These forces begin long before we are born and continue after we perish. So, Chris, I I actually checked out this this film months ago, like when it was starting to get promoted. And here's the things I learned about it. Stars Tom Hanks and Halle Berry, both Oscar-winning actor, actress. Gotcha. Uh, It has directed by... Three directors, Kowalkowski Brothers, and then you've also got uh, Tom Tickwer, who Mm -hmm. I I think did Run, Lola, Run, and a few other films as well. Uh, The whole idea I understand about the film is it's an exploration of how actions of individual lives impact one another. It goes through all different time periods. People are playing multiple roles, and the thing is a freaking three hours long. Hmm. Now, when I hear this description, I immediately think in my head... This is either going to be an amazing experience or it's going to be a huge train wreck. Now, I've consciously not seen this film yet. You have. And I want to ask you the question. Is it, do we need to hop off the train because it's about ready to crash? Or is it speeding down the, down the tracks in, in all its glory? Where, where is this film lying? I, I think this film is firmly on the tracks. And it's, I'm not going to say it's a masterpiece. I won't use the M word. But I will say that it's pretty close. Now, Chris, you are, you are, I think I could probably replay some of the episodes in the past where you've lamented films that go beyond, much beyond 90 minutes in length. Yes. This not only goes beyond 90 minutes, I think this actually doubles it. Yeah, it's long. It's long. I think it does come, it's not three hours, but it is very close. Two hours, 52 minutes. Yeah, so it might as well be. All right. If you skip out when the credits start, you're in there 246 or something like that. So, yeah, it's a long movie. Right. It it is a long movie. And I think um, 
And I'm the first person that if I get bored by either the story mm-hmm. or the acting, that's what takes me out of a film. And I start to look at my watch. Okay. I start to say, okay, this is ridiculous. Okay, I don't own a watch. I would look at my phone. You look at your phone. Um, yeah, yes. that's like everybody does. But, <laughs> but um, this film, granted, what was ju- the time was justified. Okay, and okay. A, a lot of other movies, I feel like, okay, they're just stretching this out. It doesn't make any sense. This movie, I was never bored, but I think it's because the two hours and 52 minutes was justified. They're trying mm. to tell six different stories. All right, so there are six stories going on. Now, do all six of them include Tom Hanks and Halle Berry? Um, oh, man. Because they're, yes. they're playing multiple yes. roles throughout the film. I, I believe all six stories don't necessarily focus directly on them, but they are somehow in all six stories. So and there, there's say, some other characters, Jim Broadbent, right. um, the guy who plays in the matrix, who plays the bad guy. Hugo Weaving. Yes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, he Jim is, Sturgis. Yeah. In some form or fashion, a lot of these people are in each story. Now, are there actually like, for example, is Jim Broadbent in all six? I don't, I think so, but I'm not sure. But I know for, I think for a fact, Halle Berry and Tom Hanks are, they play some role, some character. And most of them, they're kind of a central, important character, but not necessarily. So technically, some of these actors are playing up to six roles in the film with six different storylines. Yes. Now, is it cross-cutting across time? Or is it pretty much here's story one, then here's story two? No, it is. And that's what, you know, I remember you and I discussed, I think you brought this up in one of our news segments. We discussed this film and I said, you know, I'm interested in it, but it sounds like a complete train wreck. I think at that time I'd actually seen a trailer as well. And the trailer worried the heck out of me too, because it had all this explanation of like, this is a story. Like it had somebody kind of narrating it, kind of trying to tell you what was going on. That was based by book. And I think the directors even come on and talk about like, we yeah. realized this is ambitious. It was like, the they Wachowski, were si- I say the Wachowski brothers are not brothers anymore, siblings. but the siblings, yeah. um, they actually put out a video with Tom Tickware, which was very unique, like a five, six minute video. That's kind of an elongated trailer where they actually talk and introduced it a little bit while the footage played. I think it's because, if people just saw the trailer by itself, the general masses general might public. get a little freaked out. And so. I, I think that could be true. Although I ended up seeing the, just the generic trailer without any, and I thought it was like, that's what got me excited about the movie. Cause I was like, okay, it looks like it's there. The one that you're discussing with the directors, that to me was like them advance apologizing for like, <laughs> yeah, we realize this we is know kind this of is all a little over kooky, the place. So, uh, and, you know, <laughs> please forgive us, man. This, we were just trying to do something cool. We know what we're doing. I promise. <laughs> right. So, but, um, it worked and I think it's no small feat. And I really appreciate films that a are ambitious and B just try to do something different. And it was like a Robert Altman movie on acid. I mean, it was just, mm. you know, it was all these different storylines, all these different characters, I wonder, if somehow, we can get, I wonder if we can get that on the uh, movie poster quote yeah, for the DVD case. Like Robert, <laughs> Robert Altman on Altman acid. acid. <laughs> um, but it, it was very well done. And actually, I think the downside is people may be scared off from this movie because they hear like, oh, six storylines. That sounds really confusing. There's no way I can make any sense of that. It's actually not that confusing. Is it? Well, that was going to be my next question yeah. is, was it hard to keep up with? No. Okay. I don't think so. I think they, now some, some people might find it a little annoying. Some of the tricks they do, like sometimes if Alan is, if one character named Alan is walking out a door, the character that they'll cut to in the next time frame, which could be 300 years in the future, he'll be walking out a door. So they'll do these little like cut things to kind of give you a visual, so it's visual continuity. It's visual cuts between these different storylines, but it right. works. Right. And some people may find that irritating. Mm-hmm. 
but I actually didn't bother me and I thought it was kind of cool. And I didn't even notice that they did it every time. But apparently mm. for the most part, they pretty much do that every single cut between the timelines, which could irritate some people. But I thought it was, I thought it was really well done and it was no small feat. Now I'm not to say that the movie is perfect. Okay. Um, cause I could go on and on about all the things I really liked about it. I thought the acting was strong across okay. the board. I thought the direction was strong. I thought the stories were even strong. Halle Berry was good. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I thought she's okay. Good. I, um, she's, she's very hit or miss, mostly miss for me. I, now, you know, if she had been the lead character for all six stories and it basically focused on just her, then yeah, I probably would have had a little bit of, cause she's not my favorite person either. Yeah. But in this, because it's so fragmented in so many different stories, I can't get fed up with her being one character mm-hmm. because she's not, she's like four or five different ones. So that, that helped me not kind of so get acting was up. good. Do you like, you know, in general, it kept your attention. Was there anything else uh, really positive about it? You want to play? Um, just the, the visuals, mm-hmm. you know, it's, it was a very visual film and just the aspirations of it. I just really admired, but what did, what did not work as well? The one thing that did not work with me is there's one storyline that takes place um, it's identified as 10 years after the fall, whatever that means far in the future. Mm-hmm. Okay. And it has some dialogue between Halle Berry and Tom Hanks's, these two characters they play being future people way, way in the future. Um, what was distracting about it is they spoke in this like Creole, like chopped up English type mm. thing, which, okay. You're trying to give a sense of like, this is the far future society has fallen. So maybe people aren't as educated. They've developed their own language. Okay, I get that. That's that's cool. Either do one of two things: either subtitle it mm-hmm. so I can understand what's going on, mm-hmm. or make it so that it's easier to understand and not quite as corrupt. Because basically, in that far future, a lot of times I could not understand what they were saying, so, and that was profoundly. So there was no irritating. subtitles. No, and the language was just hard enough to not quite always know what was going on. Right. It was like you would pick, you would understand maybe every eighth word, hmm. and you'd have to kind of put together, okay what are they talking about and what are they trying to say about what they're talking about? Like, how is the story going for it? I mean, it could have been very intentional. It could have been, they almost wanted the directors almost wanted you to kind of put in your own kind of make up a little bit of your own scenarios. Maybe, maybe, but I, maybe, mm. um, and that would be very, um, interesting. Well, if you're that not was the only the person I've heard criticize that somebody I else. I think it would be more just laziness of yeah. like, to me, somebody else said the same thing about it. So I don't, if they were going for some sort of special intent, it, it didn't quite work. It sounded like it just ended yeah. up being more frustrating. Yeah. And I don't, as a director, the, the rest of the movie was not trying to be frustrating. So if that okay. was their thing to try to challenge a viewer, then it's like in five storylines, you don't do this. And then in this sixth one, you're doing it for some reason. That's not very apparent. Yeah, that's nothing. And also I think the only thing which I'll say this would be laziness is that the sixth story kind of has some surprise elements to it maybe. Mm-hmm. And the only reason they were doing using that language is so that you would not understand what was going on, which is kind of a lazy way of getting yeah. a surprise. Does sure. that make sense? Yeah, a little bit. Sure. So. Uh, last couple of questions I had about it. So it has three directors, Yes, which is a very um, unique approach in general. Um, you've got the Wachowski siblings, Andy right. and Lana, and then you've got Tom Tickler. Do you, are there noticeable differences in styles throughout the film? Did they, do you understand that they maybe directed different portion storylines of it or what, what's your take on that? I, I felt it was a pretty unified piece when I had 
it pointed out to me at the end of the film, unfortunately, after this film was like three hours, I had to run home to relieve a babysitter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I, and actually the people cleaning the theater kind of like rushed us out. So I didn't actually get to sit through all the credits, which I would recommend anybody seeing this movie do that because what they do is they show each actor and they show all the characters that they played and they give them credit and then they show like the directors and then it tells which director directed which sequences? Ah, okay, or which so they timelines. were broken up by sequences. We understand they were. Okay. So, like the six stories, the directors like chopped them up. Um, but for me, I felt like it was pretty unified. I've heard some people talking about specific segments that were directed by Tom Tickver, mm-hmm. and um, it makes sense that he like specifically he directed one that was taking place in London about a composer, mm-hmm. and that had a very um, perfume feel, which right. is a movie that sure, he did he prior did to mm-hmm. this and after um, Run, Lola, Run. Mm-hmm. And it had a similar feel to it. And so I guess, uh, but it did, wasn't distracting like, sure. oh, this is clearly the Wachowski brother. Yeah. Oh, this is... No, it, it, it meshed pretty well. Yeah, so, I, felt, yeah. I felt like it did. Our last question for you. Sure. And it's unfortunately the question I think that anybody is going to ask when talking about a film by the Wachowski siblings. Mm-hmm. Because they're so well-known for the Matrix trilogy. Now, forget about Matrix 2 and 3. Okay, those never happened. Right. They're wiped out of your brain. Okay. Looking at the original Matrix, how does this compare Hmm. in terms of groundbreaking and in terms of overall effect? I mean, because the Matrix still holds up for me, even all these years later, as a really fascinating film, really well-made They've been a little bit of a letdown as directors, I think, to the general public ever right. since then, both with the Matrix uh, uh, sequels and they did Speed Racer, which I personally enjoyed, but a lot of people didn't. Um, how does this stack up? Hmm. That's a hard question to answer. Um, did they write the Matrix? Yes. Okay. Well. Um, and, of course, this this movie is based, based on, on a book. book. Okay, but, that's where the question was coming. they did write it for the screen. So they took it okay. over and developed the screenplay for it. So, uh, um, I've put Chris on the spot. I, you have, I, I'm going to say for me, speaking personally for me, this movie resonates more with me than The Matrix does. The Matrix had a lot of cool effects, but acting was a little scattershot. Sorry, Keanu. Oh, Keanu. Um, I know. Don't beat him up. Um <laughs> But it was it was interesting visually and it was a fun movie, but it was like a summer blockbuster and that's pretty okay. much it. But it was it was but it has withstood the test of time because it was so revolutionary in its effects and some of the ideas about living in a matrix and not really know what's going on. You know, that's kind of become pop culture touchstones. So yeah, that you know right. but for me, this movie resonates more just because of its ambition of what it was trying to do hmm. narratively and tying together all the storylines. Wow. So I would say Cloud Atlas is the better film. I would say that for me, I think they should be. It should be nominated for Picture of the Year. It should be nominated for Director. Probably not Acting, just because it was so all over the place as far as like the different roles and stuff. But I definitely think it deserves recognition, and I'll be really let down if it doesn't get some kind of recognition. Um, so for me, Cloud hmm. Atlas is the better movie. But I can wow. see most people saying, "Oh no, The Matrix," just because it was so such a hallmark of its kind and kind of changed the way a lot of movies were made. Very strong recommendation yes. there from Mr. Chris Fry. Right. Good. Well, I, I missed this in its theatrical run. Uh, last I heard, I think it's still playing at some theaters as we record this. It's so. probably making its way to the second run theaters, which means of course it's on the path to DVD in the next right. few months. Um, we'll see when the nominations are announced in January to find out where, uh, if there's any chance cloud Atlas is making, you know, if they have a field of 10 best picture nominations, I think, this year has not been a terribly strong year for a lot of films. I think it's got every chance of being up there in that field uh, from what I hear anyway. One, one last little note that I'll say too. 
a lot of people were, have been ripping on Twitter about the makeup in Cloud Atlas. Some I've oh, seen really? some people ripping on it. Yeah. yeah, and I think, it, but if you think of the fact they've got you know five or six different actors playing all these different roles, I think the actual makeup and costuming and stuff was pretty pretty amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it was well done. And I think you should just because they, how can you make one person look that different? And these many people, it's like, it's a lot of work. So mm-hmm. I hope they at least get nominated for that too, just to acknowledge like, yeah, you guys did an awful lot of work on this. <laughs> well, so. and, and too, I wonder if Eddie Murphy's upset. He didn't get cast in the movie. <laughs> Probably. Well, I think there should well, have been a whole, just done the whole movie. There but. should have been like a whole subplot just about the clumps and somehow work mm-hmm. them into cloud Atlas story. True. That would have probably really pushed it over the edge for you. Right. So. Yeah. That would have been a masterpiece. <laughs> yes. All right. Well, Chris, Cloud Atlas, thank you for that snapshot uh, spotlight review for us. Sounds like you're giving it a very strong recommendation. Yes. Recommend everybody go out there and check it out. Write to Chris. Let him know. Is he right or wrong on this thing? Contact us at info at themesh.tv. You can go to our Film Society's website at footcandle.org. And we actually will be posting these episodes up there. You can make some comments there on that side as well. Or you can make it on the Mesh Network's show, uh, show page, which is on themesh.tv. So a lot of different places to reach us. We're also on Facebook with the show and with the Film Society. Let us know what you think. Uh, agree with Chris? Disagree with Chris? Is this a masterpiece or just short of a masterpiece or and better than The Matrix? Or is Chris completely off his rocker with this one? <laughs> so we look forward to hearing back from you. Again, thanks to Main Cellar City Club for their uh, support of the Mesh and Foot Candle films. Check them out at MainCellarCityClub.com. And for Foot Candle Spotlight, we're going to go in and tune out. We'll talk to you next time. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate the review. See ya. All right. Take care, everyone. Special thanks to Carpal Taller for the show theme music. For more about Carpal Taller, visit www.carpaltaller.com. You've been listening to The Mesh, an online media network of shows and programs ranging from business to arts, sports to entertainment, music to community. All programs are available on the website as well as through iTunes and YouTube. Check us out online at themesh.tv. Discover other network shows and give us feedback on what you just heard.